Welcome to Beyond Beauty, the Professional Beauty Association's podcast, where we take a deeper look inside the minds and hearts of the amazing professionals in our professional beauty industry. I am Leslie Perry with the Professional Beauty Association, and so excited to be here today with our very special guests, our good friends and partners at Lip Gloss and Aftershave, Barry and Jenny. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing some time to talk about all things Beyond Beauty. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you, so Leslie. First, We're excited to be um, here today. Think, you know, some of our viewers and listeners may not even know, like, lip gloss and aftershave. Like, give us the, the all the info and uh, who you are and what you do in our industry. <laughs> Jen, do you want to tell them or should I? Take it away. You are the best at this. So I ran a chain of medical spas for about... 11 years and Jenny was an esthetician um, and then was a spa manager. Well, a medical spa, medical office manager, right, Jen? Yeah, medical and then resort spas. For years. And, um, and then after we both got out of operations, uh, we both randomly started consulting and we got a job at the same skincare brand consulting and we really liked each other's way of thinking and we really enjoyed how we both sort of got it and we started to after that job ended we started to um bring each other on to the other's projects and we really enjoyed working together and while we were working with a particular brand out of california we were this was in the mid teens it was like 16 and um, we were we were getting brands. Uh, we were getting we were working for a brand, and we were getting influencers to. They would we would send them products, and they would write about the product and post about it. And we would get such great content to post for this brand, and it was a very exciting time. And then one year later, we attempted to run a similar campaign for uh, another company, and the influencers now had rate sheets, and they were charging, which we were happy to pay because it's worth it. You know, we saw a huge value in that, so we were happy to pay. The brand had a budget, and we were sending the content and products, and the people didn't understand what we were talking about. You know, we're talking about sophisticated, mm -hmm. high-technology skincare, and this you know, 24 year old, beautiful young woman who just was famous because she was a 24 year old, beautiful young woman. She was like, I don't understand. I don't, I'm just going to tell people I like it. And so we were, we wanted something more, more substantive. And so I said to Jen, we should really start doing this. Nobody else is doing it. We should start doing this. And she was like, oh, shut up. And I was like, I'm not kidding. Like, why are we not writing this? Like we write all day long. Like, why are we not doing this? And then what did you say, Jen? Well, if we do this, it needs to, we need to ensure that it, it's clear that it represents both sides, right? Because we've got the male and the female aspect. Um, Barry at the time lived in the city. I live in the suburbs and we wanted to ensure that the perspective that you know our conversations were coming from were very clear so i was like if we come up with this like let's do something that's like represents the dynamic of who we each are so 
I went home and I made a list because Jenny and I are both list makers. And I made a list. One list had like typical, not like uh, boy products for beauty and girl products for beauty. And I circled lip gloss and aftershave because mm-hmm. I thought they were the ones that were specifically in general terms, more focused on those specific genders. And she loved it. We did some testing and everybody loved it. So that's how lip gloss and aftershave Love it. And I know when we met, um, Barry, you had explained like, and what I love about you both is the, it's so scientific and it is complicated information from skincare and getting into the devices and medical, but you find a way to get it across, like getting that difficult information across, but also making it fun. Like how, how do you continue to make it fun? (laughs) I've got to chime in here because the, that that was a huge part of us in building this is that you know we would go to these trade shows and mm-hmm. you'd be on the spa side and it was mm-hmm. nice and it was quiet it was so relaxing and everyone was you know so sophisticated and we were all educated and we were all learning and then you'd like <laughs> meander to the other side of a show <laughs> and it was like fun and music and it was you know we looked at each other and we were like why aren't estheticians having this much fun also? Like, I get it. We spend a ton, and I'm not discounting hairstylists, and there's research and education that goes into all aspects of beauty. Um, But I think with skincare, it's like we, and I can say this because I'm an esthetician, I'm like, we are, do we think we're like too, too starchy to be doing this? I'm like, no, you guys, we can still be educated, educate our clients and have a really fun time doing it. So that was important to us to like, make sure we still had fun. (laughs) But and the thing was that we found Leslie is these young men and women in the, in the beauty game um, wanted to have fun. The, the, the days of estheticians, you know, being the professional reserved, I'm a, I'm a esthetician, so I am a more professional person. They're gone. Like, they're just gone. Like, estes are hip, they're savvy, they're fun. They're still professional people, but they're doing it in a way that is artistic. It has flair. It has pizzazz. Um, they're doing really amazing things on social. And I, I want to give myself just, like, a small pat on the back, and Jen, I'm going to give you one as well. Like, I think we've sort of, like, opened the door for estheticians and even other brands to be a little bit more relaxed and effervescent and fun in the way that they present themselves because it was it was just getting way too stodgy, and people wanted to have fun. And, like, we see it day in and day out, the young men and women who come up to us at the shows and, like, we love you, you're amazing, let's take a selfie. And like, I mean, like everyone, it's like everyone is, it's not just a certain specific gender or a certain specific group of people. It's everyone. I've got 50 year old women. I've got young trans men. I've got young women of color. I've got young gay guys coming up to me with like glitter and lip gloss. And I, now I feel bad because I used to say like, I made lip gloss a girl thing. And really like it, we're so, we're so fluid these days that like 
Lip gloss and aftershave is really for everyone. Girl, if you want to wear a lip gloss, wear it. Boy, if you want to wear aftershave, whatever, no, whatever anybody wants. So we just want people to have fun. And I think that's why they're resonating with us because we do get the point across and we do have serious content, but we really just make it fun. And talk a little bit more about the idea of being so inclusive and being, you know, like this being about beyond beauty. Yes, it's about we want to, you know, help our clients, help ourselves, you know, present ourselves in the most, um, you know, amazing, beautiful outside package that we can. But we really are in this for more than that. Like what drives you to keep doing what you're doing? And it sounds like, I mean, just as hearing you both talk, it's more about the inclusivity and helping educate. And it's just goes beyond so much more than, than just the surface level. I'll kick this off bear. And then I definitely want to hand this over to you because you do such a good job um, at ensuring that our community is all inclusive. Um, but I, you know, for me, the reason that I got into skincare and that I, I have such a passion behind it is, you know, when I was 16, I had horrible acne. Um, I got obviously very into my face and what was working and what was helping. And so I went to a trade school at the age of 16 and graduated while I was in high school and started working at a spa while I was in high school. And I remember someone specifically telling me, well, that's great. And this was the day of my graduation. That's great. But eventually you'll have to get a real job. And that has stuck with me to this very day. And so for me, um, the passion behind, you know, running something, a platform like this that empowers estheticians is to show them that this is in fact a real job. This is a career. This is a lifestyle. This can completely sustain a lifestyle if you put the time and the education into it. And I think the days of people kind of looking down on people that worked in spas and salons or just a hairstylist or, you know, associating our trade with a lower level of education, we want to break that. We want to break that completely and show these estheticians and these industry professionals that there is so much out there that can make you successful. You're going to have to get a real job someday, Jen. I guess we all are <laughs> to get a real job. <laughs> you know, my the thing that we joke about is that we both are obsessed with skincare. We're obsessed with wellness. And, I mean, I'm sitting here in my like workout clothes because I, I'm going to go for a bike ride right after this. And I was outside getting my 10,000 steps in. And like, I live wellness day in, day out. So it's not like... I'm making this up, but we both joke that like, <laughs> we don't really work. Like we just, we love our lives. And like, people are like, what exactly do you do for a living? And I'm like, we educate skin and spa professionals on how they can better serve their clients. That's what we talk about. Um, but for me, when it comes to talking about inclusivity, I believe very much in a place at the table. And when it comes to um, representation, it matters so very much. And so what we, like, like growing up in the 80s as a little gay boy in a very rural white trash town in upper Pennsylvania, um, I saw no one else who looked like me. I knew no one else who was like me. And it was lonely and it was scary. And so what I wanted to do, I said to Jenny, I said, 
I don't want our contributing writers and the people that we do business with all to be like, look the same. I want mm -hmm. everyone in this industry who's in this industry to see themselves in our I want them to, in, in our in our on our platform so that they know that it's there for them. And I truly believe that we've accomplished that. You know, we've worked with so many people in the industry. And the thing that I love more, I was thinking about this last night, is that lip gloss and aftershave, although we're the founders, it's really the aesthetic industry's platform because we have worked with literally everyone. I mean like everyone and they've been a part of it. We've worked with every publication. We've worked with every trade show. We've worked with almost every educator. We have worked with every, almost like not every brand, but a large majority of brands. And we still get those brands coming back to us year after year. Um, We've got, we've had writers from around the world. We have PhDs and we have a woman, a Marag Curran, who reached out to us and asked us <laughs> if she could write for us. And I was like, you're a world respected <laughs> author on oncology aesthetics and you're asking me if you can write for us? Like, come on. Like, so we really want it to be something that everyone has an opportunity to. And you know, when there was all the, the chaos in 2020, when there was all of the 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 the, um, the uh, protests and things were happening, you know, we came together and we were like, "How do we address this? Like, how do we say, yeah, we've been we've we've been doing this all along. Like, we've been focused on making sure that we present people all along." And we reached out to the people in our community and we were like, "What do you think we should do?" We were thinking, like, why don't we start? Um, an advisory council. Jen, you want to tell them about that? So that's been that's been really, really helpful to and for me specifically. Um, and I know and I hope our community as well, but to see perspectives from everyone. So we rounded up a very diverse group of industry professionals from all walks of life um, to have a voice in what we're talking about and share. Um, you know, what they think is important and trends that they see emerging and, you know, really open our eyes because going back to, you know, when I was in beauty school, we didn't learn that much about a darker Fitzpatrick beyond three. And I even referenced my, uh, my book, my, um, my skincare book, my textbook and looked up Fitzpatrick scale and it's not even in the index. Um, so that book was from the nineties and it's, it's, was, it's shocking and it's sad. And so when the advisory council was formed, it's like, this just makes sense. And it, it helps those of us that have been in the industry for a while um, kind of step it up a notch and, and think beyond what we learned in school. No, I love that. And what do you think is still missing? In the, in the industry? What are your hopes and dreams that we, that we can achieve and create continuing to move forward? For me, it's honestly come so far from, I graduated in 2000. So 22 years ago, um, I feel like this industry was looked down upon. And for me, it's come so far. 
um, as far as this being a, a well-respected industry. Um, and I also have seen the shifts into, and this is recent, this is in the past, I'd say two years that you are really starting to see the inclusivity of skin tones, types, colors, shapes, textures, um, men, women, everything. And the, the taboo topics are no longer taboo. And I think that's at the forefront of really, really shifting right now. Um, so for me, I like to celebrate what has changed and how far we have come, um, more so than looking at what we're missing. I'm just celebrating what we're doing well. <laughs> I think that as the industry continues to grow and as more young men and women who are LGBTQ, trans, people of color, all different walks of life, as they enter the industry and they start to serve their own communities, um, there will be more of a, of a focus on um, members of minorities being business owners because I see I see the um, the the minority groups becoming estheticians and then becoming business owners on the consumer side, but I still don't see a lot of um, people of color as brand owners or device owners. Um, we do know several uh, minority-owned businesses. We work with them and we celebrate them. Um, but for the most part, I think it's still, that's where we can, we can see, the industry can see more um, and enhancement in diversity is coming up with uh, the ability for uh, small businesses that are minority owned to become part of the supply chain to the beauty industry. So manufacturing devices, manufacturing product. Um, I think that's, there's a lot of opportunity there. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good awesome. place to start, I think. Love it. So what is keeping you inspired and moving ahead and keep Keep on keeping on. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go first, Jen. I have an insane desire every single day to be the best. There's just no other way around it. Like, we we just, like, for me, failure isn't an option. Like, we want to be the best. We want to do something different. We want to be better. We want to be smarter. We want to be stronger. We want to be faster. So, like, if I'm going to do something, I'm not the person that can go in and do something, like, 50%. And it just coast by like I'm that's just not who I am I'm not built that way so that's what I want to do I just want to do it because I want to be proud of what I produce how about you Jen for me it's coming up and bringing new ideas to estheticians and people in the industry like there are so many options out there that it can be extremely overwhelming and it keeps me going, you know, knowing that you can pair this device with this skincare product and you can infuse this with that and thinking outside of the typical protocol box. Um, so just getting excited about all of the new technology and launches and advancements in skincare and coming up with fun and, and exciting ways for estheticians to implement that to grow their business and be successful. And finally, what's next? What can you talk about that's next? For, for you, the and after shave in general. Uh, um, okay, so Jen, do you want to give them something <laughs> that, you think that, that you know is coming up? Next, well, it's, it's, it's here. There's no need to wait. Um, our app 
is, you know, we are really trying to make everything extremely accessible and easy for people to I love access. That. I have to um, say, like, I love no that. And when I meet new estheticians, I always tell them, like, are you following Lip Lesson Aftershave? Have you downloaded their app? Like, you have to, like, the education is amazing. Like, you need to have it. So, yes, I <laughs> agree. Oh, we love, love hearing that. That's so, so great to hear. Um, it's, you know, it's, we're really pushing to just make everything so mobile friendly and app friendly and everything is literally at the touch of your fingertips these days and you carry it around in the palm of your hand. So we need to, and we have, and we, from day one, really have, have kept in mind that like everything happens in the palm of your hand. So our app is just, it's growing every day. I mean, our, our site and our content is obviously not stopping anytime soon. So we just want to really reinforce that we're like at the cutting edge of having this app and having education right there on your phone that you can watch anywhere in the break room in between clients. Um, anytime that you have time, is there's awesome. time for education. And then, so the other thing that we have that we're, that we're really excited about is, you know, when we first created the Lip Gloss and Aftershave website, um, we truthfully, we were like throwing pasta at the wall and seeing if it would stick. Like, no lie, like we did not think that this was going to become what it is today. If you would have said to me five years ago, we would be one of the leading resources in the aesthetics industry, I would have been <laughs> like, get out. We, we started on Squarespace, hand to God, started on Squarespace. And we we're like, let's just see if it works. And it did. So after Squarespace, we brought on someone to help us build a cute little website. And we made the mistake of hiring a graphic designer to make our website. And she made a beautiful website that when you sit down at a computer, it looked beautiful. And it translated to mobile. It, and it did translate to mobile. But one of the things that we did was in the time that that website was was existing, we saw, I saw a commercial where this young girl, maybe seven or eight was playing on a tablet. Mm -hmm. she, it was all these different scenes of her playing on a tablet. And then someone said, like someone old like me said, go get your computer. I remember said, that commercial. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it was in that moment that I thought, oh no. Like if we want to be part of the future, we have to be an app because apps are what work on mobile and she's on mobile. They don't, she doesn't even know she's on mobile, but she's on mobile. Like she doesn't even know she's on mobile. And I know she's on mobile because right. to me, mobile is different. And so in that moment, um, I had to like make a decision, like we need that app. And then we were out and we were at a show and we saw someone and they made an app. But now what we're doing is we're taking the lip gloss and aftershave website, which powers the app, and we're going to streamline and heavily change its look and feel so that everything is as if you were scrolling on TikTok or Instagram. I don't want mm -hmm. a menu bar. Like I don't like I don't want a lot of options for menu. I want people to have a scrolling experience and then they tap and then they scroll some more. That's the mentality that everyone is in. So that's what we're looking for. So it's gonna be an entirely new way of thinking. You know, one of the things that we had to sort of like 
we had to stop and we hired <laughs> a young, vibrant European, um, actually, I don't know, no, are they European or South American? I can't remember. Um, it's a, it's, they're a marketing team mm -hmm. that is just, they're younger than us <laughs> like by like a lot. And we're letting them take the lead on these things because there was a, there was a, I just watched a TikTok where a young girl was saying, a young, the video was on the young girl and the dad was saying, tell everybody why you said that was a fake number on that Seinfeld episode. And she said, cause there was only seven numbers. It's a fake number because there's only seven numbers. She's like, phone numbers have 10 numbers. And he said, no, it used to be yeah. that you didn't need the first three because everyone knew them and we just needed seven. But as times have changed, you need 10 numbers. And like, she didn't even know what an area code number. was. Yeah. Does anyone, just mm -hmm. a number. So like that young girl didn't know she was on mobile, but she was. And so we looked at our analytics and discovered that 70%, yeah. 70% of our users are from mobile. So at this point, we no longer care what our website looks like on mm -hmm. a website, on a computer. We just don't. I love that. So that's what I, we're doing. I think that's a new, new class. Coming I, uh, yeah. Class coming up for, <laughs> for the industry. Right? About your mobile education. Yep. Well, that's one of the things that we want to be talking about a lot in 2022. That's, uh, we're, that's going to be our, it's, it's ironic because that's going to be something that we're going to be pitching for our 2023 presentations is, is your entire digital presence a scrolling experience so that your customers, I, are you writing that down? And, and we're recording. Totally so I mean, put it out there in ISSE yeah. 2023, January, Long Beach. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there for us. There you go. No, yeah. You guys know where to come. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's truly what, you, that's what everyone, like when you, I called it in New York, I made a prediction in New York at the IECSC this past year when we were teaching our class, I said, you know, Instagram is desperate to be TikTok. They created themselves to set it up. So when you open TikTok, you're right on the For You page, you're automatically scrolling, they, they snap you. They don't give you an opportunity to like decide what you wanna do, like they get you. I was like, Jen, when do you think it's gonna be on Instagram, you open it up and you're gonna come right to the Reels page They're, and you're gonna have to select to go to other places. She was like, I don't know. We got the email last week, it's happening. So like the entire digital platform is going into that scroll that that it's it's no longer anything in more than one column and don't have them pick just get it into a column and then go and that's really where okay. it's at now i i know i'm like i'm just so intrigued yeah, i want to yeah. keep talking but i know that we have other things to do today but i just am so grateful to both of you for taking the time this morning and um, being with us and being partners with, with PBA and helping provide the industry with such amazing education for the skincare professionals. Um, so I can't wait to see you in person as soon as that can be. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And thank you for letting, thank you for letting oh us Oh my gosh, I love it. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things is um, listening to people's stories. I firmly believe, you know, everyone has a story and if we're just willing to listen, you can learn so many incredible things about people. So that's one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite things to do. <laughs>
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye then.